You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast, brought to you in partner with 2% for Conservation. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you are into hunting, fishing, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitment as popular brands like Sitka, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Breweries, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their communities for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your business when you shop. Learn more about 2% for Conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. everyone happy wednesday welcome back to another episode of the average conservationist podcast and i'm your host marcus ewing today on the podcast i am joined by nick alexander and nick is the owner founder of two percent certified cricket perfect protein and i gotta be honest guys this was one of the most eye-opening um informative uh podcasts that i've recorded in quite some time um, <clears throat> perfect protein, uh, cricket, perfect protein is a, a business out of, uh, state of New York that does kind of what the name sounds like. They sell crickets, uh, as a source of protein, uh, they're selling them to consume. Um, <laughs> I, I almost don't even know where to start, um, by explaining this and I'm not going to try to allude to too much here in the intro just because Nick does such a, a magnificent job of explaining the benefits behind eating crickets, um, how it is basically, I don't want to say accepted, but it is it is eaten uh, in 80% of the world. Um, and it's just one of those things that here in the States, it's, um, I guess a lot of us, myself included, uh, just kind of can't get past the fact that it's it's a bug it's an insect um so 
the nutritional benefits, um, the benefits on the environment, on the landscape, um, the lack of footprint um, of what Nick is doing with his business uh, is incredible. Uh, how they're feeding the crickets, um, the waste or lack thereof, again, that, that comes from uh, you know processing these crickets, it's it's amazing. It, it really is. He's he has certainly turned me into um, someone who, given the opportunity, I would certainly try them. And I don't think that prior to my conversation uh, with Nick that I would have been nearly as open minded uh, as as I am now. Um, yeah, it's just and you. One of the the super cool things, and I've I've talked about this in the past, is you start to hear the passion, um, that Nick has for it. And, you know, it's a really interesting story how he even kind of went down the, the rabbit hole of, you know, trying to find essentially alternate sources of protein, um, outside of, you know, the chicken, the beef, the kind of the, the usual suspects when we, you know, not even beef, but just, you know, red meat and fish, those, those types of things how he, he came across this and the research that he did leading into this, uh, going into this before starting his business, the time that it took to really uh, have a full understanding to get approval from the FDA to be able to sell this. Uh, it's it's an awesome story. It's a great conversation. Um, please be sure to listen to the whole thing because there's a, a ton of great information in here and you know hopefully uh by the time you all are, are done listening to this that that you kind of come away um with the same conclusion that uh that i did and, and hopefully are a bit more uh receptive to the idea uh, of eating crickets as a, a another source of protein so episode 151 with nick alexander enjoy however before we get into the episode with Nick. I want to tell you about my friends over at Stone Glacier. We are, I mean, we're, we're knocking on the door of summer here and planning for, for next hunting season is upon us. Um, head over to stoneglacier.com. Check out their whole list of goods from technical outerwear, base layers, uh, a ton of obviously uh, great packs, tents, sleep systems, uh, a bunch of different accessories. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, if you haven't already, also be sure to download the Stone Glacier app either on Jeez Pete's on iTunes or Google Play. Stay up to date with all the latest happenings from Stone Glacier. So again, check them out, StoneGlacier.com. Nick Alexander, welcome to the podcast. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate the time. Um, I had reached out, uh, gosh, I guess it was late last week. Um, and we were able to, uh, to jump on a call here within a week. So this is exciting ever since, um, seeing the announcement and seeing you on the 2% business page. Uh, this is certainly a conversation that I'm, I'm looking forward to. And I think, uh, as much as our listeners are, are, are going to learn something. I know that I'm certainly going to learn something from this as well. So I'm excited to talk to you. Good, good, good. I'm excited too. Yeah. <clears throat> so Nick, tell the, uh, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Uh, I'm just a very normal guy. 52. I'm 52 years old right now. 
So I had a lot of health issues. Not, not a lot of health issues. I had a bad back. So I went to have a surgery. And when I had the surgery on my back, I ended up not being able to walk. I was in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. Up the surgery. So that's how the whole cricket thing got started because I needed a needed a better way to find protein. I want another source of protein besides the chicken and beef. So I did my research on it. And then that's that's where it all started. I started, I actually, my biggest goal after the surgery was to walk again, obviously. But I wanted to go elk hunting. That's all I ever wanted to do was just go out west and go elk hunting. So that's where I started. I wanted to get, I knew I could get my, I knew I could walk again. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't a very good percentage, but I knew the nerve, the nerve damage they caused would come back. And it did. Don't get me wrong, I still have issues now with drop foot, you know what I mean, toes, can't feel, but I can, I run every day. I never miss a day. And then, um, like I said, the biggest thing was, it was for health. I started doing the research, and then I actually started growing the crickets in my basement of my house. Really? Yeah. And then, uh, once I started growing them in my basement, I ended up renting a church for the commercial kitchen license in our local town, so I could get so I could actually start cooking with it. So I could figure out how to make it legal for human consumption, not only just to eat, you know. That took three years with, because I'm in New York, it took three years with the state just to even consider me. Yeah, <clears throat> so I had a gentleman on, oh gosh, maybe six, eight months ago, <clears throat> who's in New York State as well. And he, um, his company, uh, they make like dog chews, uh, dog treats, things like that. And <clears throat> the, the recipe that, that him and his wife had come up with to make these was, uh, they had to essentially like jump through a lot of these hoops and the red tape and everything that they had to get through was, was crazy. Like getting all like, uh, like FDA clear or like, yeah, I think clear clearance probably isn't the right word, but like FDA approval, there we go. Yep. Uh, and all of that stuff. And, and I don't know, is it that New York as a state has a lot tighter or stricter, um, I guess laws, uh, around like food and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I think they do. And, and in my case, I approached them with something they never even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you? I mean, what are you talking about? You want to feed crickets to people? You know what I mean? Even though eighty percent of the world eats them, you know what I mean? So when I started the procedure, the only thing that that really helped me was all my testing that I had done was through Cornell University, so okay. Cornell Food Venture, and they're one of the best in the country. So that that really helped me. So all my testing, and to this day, all my testing is done. I have all my, let me see, my recipes and the crickets tested four times a year so when you say you have your crickets tested <clears throat> i guess before we go any further let's take a step back because even though I, I i will talk about um cricket the the company and everything like that in the lead into the episode tell the listeners what your company is what they do because i feel like we, we may have kind of jumped into it a little quickly here oh, so yeah. i want to give Don't people worry. a little bit of uh, a little bit of background so they can follow along with us so as far as the, the company there, like I, we started it, like I said, it was just me and my daughter. We started it in my house. And, and then uh, the name, my daughter's name is Delayla. So the, the name of our company is Delayla Cricket Farms. That's the whole, the big, the big circle, you know, and then Perfect Protein is the name of our store. 
because in the town that we are, we had to have a commercial store. So we had to, you know, I mean, we have to. That's just the way it was when we did the building. So, so the name of our store is Perfect Protein, and on, and CRKT is our brand, it's our logo. That's what we're, you know, I mean. Yep. We're okay, not I follow. Actually, yeah, we're not actually saying the word cricket. That's what we came up with. <laughs> so, and then once we, once I started growing in my basement, and I actually got New York State to, to accept us, we started growing, and then uh, it's been two years now that we've had our facility. An actual facility besides my basement. <laughs> so we, 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 we did this. We bought, it's an old gas station in our local town. We bought it, redid it. So the, the back half of the building is our cricket farm. And the front half is our retail store with our commercial kitchen. Okay. Because we do, we do all our own baking. We do all our own packaging. We do everything ourselves. Everything is done in that one facility. Even with the, even, even the crickets, they're in the back. So it's all underneath. And check this out. It's all underneath one roof. It's only 1,200 square feet. All right. We do 3,000 pounds of cricket protein powder a year out of that little facility. Oh, wow. That's more than 20 beef cows in that, one year. That's crazy. Yep. Because all we, from we, oh, we go all vertical. Okay. That so we don't need sense. any land. We, you know what I mean? Just think of it like this way. You could buy any old building in any city or town. And turn into a farm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, I want to take a, a step back to to the story that you were you were telling, or what kind of led you down this path. When you were, you know, you started researching, and you were trying to come up with other sources of protein aside from, you know, kind of the the typical things that we all think about, you know, beef, chicken, you know, like eggs, you know, something like that. <sighs> How did you land on on crickets? I mean, the, I, the, uh, yeah. I, in, in that case, there, my biggest thing was when you you know I mean when you're hurt and you're down, you can't you can't exercise. You want recovery. So right. But what's the problem with the chicken and the beef is you're taking in a lot of calories. You're taking in tons of calories. You know, but crickets, you're not. You know I mean, it's for every. For every 10 grams of crickets, it's 7 grams of protein. It's almost a pure protein. So you got that factor. Wow. And, it, and it's, only, it's only 50 calories per 10 grams. So it's, you know what I mean? So you're... you're it's a lot more bang for your buck. It's a lot more bang for your buck. And then when you need the time to recover, and you're laying in bed, the last thing you want, you're just taking in the calories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then and the other thing was, what I looked into was, what can you do with the powder? Because... You know how it is. Guys, we don't like protein powders and drinks all the time. This right. Year, I figured out that we can make cookies. We can make pasta. We can make pancakes. We can make, we can do everything. And it's shelf stable. It will not go bad. So, I mean, you look at those and then that was like, wow, this, this could really, this could really take off. And then when you realize that 80% of the world eats them, it's not even, uh, it, it's not even a thing. It's just, it's every day. And the so, rest, you know. so walk me through the process of, <clears throat> I guess, from, from the start when, when you're growing your own crickets and then to when you're, you're cooking them, like what is all the, I mean, what does the process look like from the growing? Like how long does that like time frame yep. or period last to, yep. you know, like how are, how are you guys cooking them? Cause all, all I picture is like putting a bunch of crickets on like a cooking sheet, right? And these things are bouncing all over or something right, like right, that. Right, so right. What, 
I, yeah, and, I, so, and I realize it's really silly of me to say, but like, what, what does the process look like? I'm super yeah, curious. It's no, it's, it's very simple once you break it down because so check it out. A cricket is an egg. So what from an egg to a baby cricket is seven days. That's okay. it. So you got seven days from seven days. We are harvesting in seven weeks. We're actually harvesting an adult cricket in, in, in nature. They only have a 90 day lifespan as it is. They only live for 90 days. That's it. Wow. So it's one of the purest proteins on the planet, but only has a 90 day lifespan. Makes you kind of wonder why, I mean, why is it put here? Yeah. So once it, you know what I mean? And once that is an adult and then the male starts making his noise with his, you know what I mean? When he makes the cricket noise, that's telling the female he's ready. You know what I mean? So we put, we put soil in there like a, like a topsoil or mulch, and when they when they, when they do their thing, then the the female goes lays eggs. They'll lay hundreds of eggs a day. It's it, it'll blow your mind how many eggs we we get so many eggs every day from the adults. And then once we do, we pull that dish out of. They're all in totes, so we pull that dish out and give them a fresh dish every day that they're adults. And then and you just keep laying eggs and laying just eggs. Just keep laying eggs, and, and the whole ecosystem is in, in, in one building. From start to finish, you're talking seven weeks. Wow. You cannot, there's nothing that'll beat it or compare to it. So say like the apocalypse came or something. I can increase my inventory in seven weeks. I can almost double it just by saving more and more eggs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's so many eggs now that it's, it's tough to, it's tough to collect all of them once they start harvesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Just keeping track of everything now. When you pull that dish out, how long do you have in order to like get them to, you know, in front of the mail where, you know, that whole process can take place? Yeah. Once I hear the mail, I throw the dish, I I throw the dish in there that day and the next day it's, they're on. Okay. I mean, it's that, yeah, there's no, once that mail is making it, I I know they're adult because they'll shed, they have a, they shed their skin, the exoskeleton seven times before they're an actual adult. Seven times within 90 days? Yep. Shed it. Wow. They shut it seven times. Yep. So sometimes when you open up the, the, the tote, you'll see that, you know what I mean? So then you know they're, they're getting closer to being adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> we've, we've kind of covered that a little bit. Walk me through the baking process. What does that look like? I mean, how? Yep. Yeah. W- walk me through that. Yep. Okay. So once they're adults and then we, we, we get all the eggs we can from them, you know what I mean? They'll start dying in themselves because, like I said, they only got a 90-day lifespan. So if you don't take them in seven, eight weeks, they're they're dying anyways. They're starting to they're starting to die out. So we take them, and what we do is we stick them in the we we take them out of the tote, we put them in smaller bins, and then we just stick them in the freezer. Because in nature, when it gets cold out, they go dormant. They just you know what I mean like they act all drunk and they just fall asleep. Like a bee but, or a wasp or something. Yep, and they just don't wake up in our place. You know what I mean? It's just you know, and once they're frozen, then we we let them sit for we let go twelve hours frozen, and then we give them a quick, like a detox. We go like one hundred eighty degrees in water, not quite a boil, but to get any toxins on them or anything that might be on them. Then they go straight to dehyd- dehydration. So we okay. have four dehydrators that run constantly. You know what I mean? We're constantly trying to keep the circle going. Yep. And once they're dehydrated, then you then the, the sky's the limit. You can either keep them whole so you can have the roasted crickets, which a lot of people like, 
or else we grind them into a, a fine, fine powder. And that's the whole cricket, just everything. And that's the whole cricket because okay. you can use the whole cricket. And then you have a, then you have one of the best protein powders on the planet. It, it, you treat it more like a flour than you would a protein powder. Okay, and then you know that's I mean? when you're talking about you can put it in cookies and pancakes yep. and all these things. You can just mix it right into whatever you, you can bake with it and everything else. We have a lot. I have a lot of women that bring bread to the store that they make. We know we've done pasta. We've done bagels. I mean, the sky's the limit. The, what what you can do with a powder. So I would imagine, and Nick, go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong here, that if you're eating them whole, they're going to have a certain taste to it just because things typically have a taste to it. Yep. But once you grind it down into a powder, I almost feel like it's going to lose a lot of that taste, which is what allows you to essentially mix it into a lot of these other foods. Is that right? Yes. It's a very uh, user-friendly, it's got like a nutty cashew smell to it when it's natural. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's why it's the other thing that you can do your smoothies or cook with it because it's a very neutral flavor. You can get away, you know what I mean? You can get away with a lot with it, you know? How long did it take you? Like, you know, you start doing your research and you start to, you know, kind of put the pieces together and, and, and say to yourself, you know, hell, this is, this is a really viable thing here. Like, this is something that I can, I can get my protein from. I can use it in a lot of different ways. I mean, how, how long were you researching this before you finally kind of took that plunge and decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do with this. Yeah. It took, it took almost three years with the research. And like I said, the research and a procedure to, you know what I mean? Cause you have to, don't get me wrong. I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, how long do you dehydrate them? How, you know what I mean? How much, I mean, to, just to get the dehydration correct was, that was, that was like a year. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. could never, I can't ever sell a tea that's got moisture in it. You know what I mean? That, then you got mold. Then you got real problems. Right. You know what I mean? So then, it, in three years with the research. And once, and then once I got to the point where it looked like it was going to click, and I started getting inspected by New York State, and when we started getting the procedure, all I wanted to do was make a, like a meal replacement bar and like a granola. You know what I mean? So, and I finally, and once I made that first product, I actually sold it to Rich Outdoors, the, the, the his podcast. Okay. The Rich Outdoors, he, he was my first customer. It's <laughs> a good, cu- good I mean, first that customer. Was, don't get me wrong, that was years ago, but not that many years ago. But yeah, he, I sent it, I said, he said that it, what people really need because it's a very sustainable food. It's a very high protein, you know, but is the world ready for bugs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you get, you know. So, so I, I, you know, I'd, I'd imagine, and we kind of briefly talked about this before we started recording here, is that you know, the, the you know, one of the big things that we want to to do with with this episode is is you know, is raise awareness, is kind of get the message out there and and kind of give people the facts on on you know what you can do with crickets and and the protein and and all the you know um, nutritional value that comes out of it or, or that is associated with them. How often, you know, especially, you know, you guys have your storefront, you know, when customers come in, um, I guess kind of two questions is one, how many people are coming in that don't know exactly what it is that you're selling or how the crickets are, are, are being processed and all that. And then how many are coming in because they just want to try it and they want to learn more about the product. Yeah, we get a lot of people that never even heard of such a thing. 
<laughs> Most, you know what I mean? Stopped to get gas and they bought crickets. Exactly. They come in there and once they see the procedure, how clean, you know what I mean? This is like the next generation of farming. You know what I mean? It's all one facility over, you know. And then we, then we do have our regular customers that come in every week and get their powder or their bars, whatever. But most people are, they've never, never heard of it. And then you just can't imagine, you know what I mean, the, what you can do with it. They were just, they're just blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, when we first kicked this thing off, I mean, I was super just curious about it because it, it's certainly something that I don't know a ton about, right? Hell, yeah. I don't know anything about it, right? So yeah. that's why it, it, you may be kind of thinking to yourself, you know, what the hell, why is he asking me this? Like, these are silly questions. But, you know, I just, I just generally don't know or genuinely don't know. So, like, if, if a consumer, customer, whatever, is going to, you know, consume a, do you sell them, like, just whole crickets that yeah, people we can do buy? Sell, we do sell roasted. So, okay. that, I mean, that's dehydrated. We do sell roasted, but we do it in flavors, though. You okay, know, we, that we was have my like question. A, that we, we have like a jalapeno garlic and we got a barbecue, you know what I mean? And we sell them in bags. Each Check this out. Each bag has three servings in it. But if you were to sit down and eat that whole bag of chips, it's like a little lunch bag chip. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the kids yeah, throw like in it. Yep. yep. There's yep. 60 grams of protein in that bag. Oh, wow. You, you know what I mean? It's just uh, pound for pound, you can't beat a cricket for the, for the protein. So, I mean, just imagine... Just imagine the difference. And that's you what, can, 150 calories? Yeah, it's 100 calories per hour. Well, yes. Yeah, it's, 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 so if you ate the whole bag, it'd be 300 calories at 60 grams of protein. You can't even, <clears throat> you can't eat a steak for that. You know? No. No. You know, part of me wonders if there's a lot of people out there, especially like I think of like professional athletes, you know, like maybe endurance athletes, think athletes, things like that that you know want to try to stay lean but also you know they're doing a ton of training so they need to make sure that they're keeping their protein level high or you know their protein intake very high and they're they're actually likely using um crickets as a source of protein just because of of the nutritional value that you just mentioned yeah yeah you're starting to get more and more of them every day you know i mean i was just out to minnesota and did an outdoor show out there a lot of mountain bikers are using it (laughs) because it's just think of this, even like in the, my goal is always to, to hit like the hunting world and the outdoor world because it's uh lightweight. Right. I can give you all the protein you want. Very, you know what I mean? With the lightweight. So that was always, but we're, we're starting to pick up a lot of mountain bikers now. And then you see a lot more endurance racers getting into it now. So um, it's the biggest thing is I just don't think like you, they don't know. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is they just don't know. What are people's first reaction? You know, if it, I, <clears throat> do you guys have, so, you know, I walk into your store and say, hey, Nick, how you doing? Uh, and you are kind of giving me the rundown on everything. And I say, all right, I got to try this. Do you, do you have like, you know, a cricket that someone can just try like a, like a sample type thing for customers that yep, come in yep. that are, that I, are I always, uh, In this business, you have to. Yeah. You'll I never try it. Yeah. So our, when you, as soon as you come in the store, I'll start feeding you all kinds of stuff. You can try the granola. You can try the, the our protein bars. You can try our chocolate chip cookie. You can try our roasted. You know what I mean? I, I don't at our place because it is such. We don't hide anything. I, I can show you. I show you inside my farm. We have a big window, so you can see inside the farm. You can see the kitchen. Everything is everything is wide open because I do not want the customer to feel like we're trying to hide anything. 
Right. It's a, it's a hard enough sell as it is. So I don't <laughs> want, I, I want the customer to feel, you know, that they that we're trying to take care of them in the best way and they're getting one of the highest proteins on the planet. Yeah. You know? Um, what are the reactions for the first time they try it? Oh, I've never had a I've never I've never had a bad one once they've tried it. You get the faces and you get the looks before they even try it. Sure. You know what I mean, sure. everybody's got the oh, it's a cricket. But then when you show them, it's it's not a cricket. It's actually a powder. It's no different than a whey protein or a rice protein. They look the same. It's just a powder. And once people realize that, they get the cricket out of their head, and then we realize, oh, you can make smoothies, you can make cookies, you can, you know what I mean? Then they're like, oh wow. You know what I mean? Because the other thing is, ours is unrefined. Ours is pure cricket powder. That's all that's in it. You know, it's not like the whey or the rice or anything. It's not. Ours is straight up 70% protein by volume. And once people see that, that, that that's huge. That really sells. That really sells them. So you can always get your protein no, no matter what. There's no excuse. You can put it in your yogurt or you can make a cookie with it. You know what I mean? Well, we're sell, we, we sell chocolate chip cookies. They got like... 10 grams of protein in it with one gram of sugar for the bag. So if your kid sits in front of the TV all night, he's getting protein with no sugar. Yeah, your kid's going to wake up in the morning jacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing with the roasted. Like you said, if you treat them like chips, we have these kids that come in before football, and they're eating them like chips, which is awesome. But, yeah. You know what I mean? It's huge. Well, and I think the the fact that <clears> – um. Gosh, you just mentioned it. There's uh there's no um uh like additives, like there's nothing No. Yeah, there's nothing added to it. It's just when you put it in like a cookie um or granola or anything like that, like does it alter the the the, the flavor of it at all? I mean, or is no. it it's just like a it's just like just like you, a regular chocolate chip cookie. You would never that's the other thing. You would you'll never taste the actual cricket powder in any of the in, in any of our recipes not that you know what powder tastes like you know what i'm saying right, right but you would know there would be no there's not no that's not our goal at all and we can even i mean when we can even manipulate a little bit too we can even put more protein in you know what i mean you would you know because yeah. it is so user-friendly i mean it's we have a lot of cancer patients because after once they start on the chemo the first thing they need is protein yeah, so their can, appetites are probably way down oh, as well. Oh, man, exactly. So they're putting in their yogurt. They're making smoothies. They're enjoying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a big thing, too. It's just in the medical department where we can make a huge difference. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier on that you have to have, um, I believe it was the crickets and the powder itself, um, both uh, certified uh, four times a year. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So what are they? What exactly are they certifying when they want to make them off? The biggest thing is the biggest thing is because we we guarantee that ours is shelf stable is the moisture, moisture okay. content in the powder for sure. Then we have our recipes tested we, because we we like on our bar or our or our granola. I mean, it's more than just our product. So we want you know I mean it's more than just a cricket powder. So we want everything tested that way too. So that's shelf stable. So it, that, and then because we are the first and only ones in New York State that actually raise them and sell them in the same facility, we're the only ones. So that's why I wanted to set the standard pretty high. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be the first one, you might as well come out of the gate swinging and make it yeah, real hard. If you're going to compete with me, you got to have everything tested. 
Exactly. And then that's exactly. the other thing is, you know how the supplement company is. Those guys, they don't have to go through the hoops that a little guy like I do. I mean, right. mine, you know what I mean? That, that's what's crazy. It is you know? kind of, it, that is wild to think about. Now, are there, are there other guy for, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, like other cricket farmers out there who are doing something similar to you, maybe in other states or, you there's, know, or... there's, there's, there's other farms. Okay. Mo- nobody, most of them, uh, you'll see other stores that sell cricket, but they're outsourcing their crickets. Okay. You know, you know I mean? They're getting them from Canada. They're getting them from overseas. You know what I mean? And that, that's upsetting too, because Canada, Canada right now is building a monster facility. So they're going to, you know, I mean, is, is there going to be room for, I think it's, most of theirs, though, is going for animal food, though, not for human consumption. Okay. Because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother subject. It's just imagine that much protein for you and me. Just imagine if you supplemented a, a racehorse with it or, you know what I mean? That's a scoop it's, that soy or corn or alfalfa just can't give it. Right. You know I mean, you could supplement anybody i mean even right down to your rabbit you can supplement the you know i mean it's huge so you said you opened your storefront was it two years ago yep yeah the actual store yep how have you seen like the trajectory of of sales and just i guess the you know spreading the word about that in the two years and i guess where do you see it in five years and is there anything different um, that you can do with the crickets or from a, a processing standpoint, you know, is it putting it in different foods? Uh, is it just making it more readily available? What does, what does that kind of look like for you? I think, uh, I think, well, ever since we've you know, for the two years, we've been increasing. I mean, I, I mean, the, the thing is the awareness is getting there. You start seeing more and more articles about it. You start seeing it on the news. So it's, it, it's, it's coming. It's a yeah. very slow process because, I, I, one of the biggest things you know it is change is hard. Change is hard for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, I just think you're going to see it in, in five, six years. I mean, this is the next generation of farming, whether we like it or not. I mean, we're vertical farmers. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is that our, our goal, it was always maximum nutrition or minimal footprint. That we need to, we need to eliminate the factory farming. You need to leave that rancher and you need to leave that dairy farmer alone. We don't, they're doing the right. They're doing it the right way. You know I mean, they're grazing. The, the factory farming's got to Just imagine if you supplemented the factory farming with crickets and left the let the rancher grow the grass-fed meat. You know what I mean? Let the dairy farm. You can make such a huge, because there's nothing we can't make that you can make with the beef or the chicken. Right. You know what I mean? You can do all of it. The difference you can make and save the land. Oh, my God. That's why you bring in the conversation, you know, conservation. Just a, there's no deforestation. We don't need any land, and we're using one percent water compared to any other any other protein source on the planet. One yeah. percent water. That's <clears throat> when you, you know, if you were to extrapolate that out, you know, through you know, let's say dozens of other farms or things like that, it's it's amazing the 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 lack of an impact that you have on the land and things like that, and. It's, I mean, it, it's really very eye-opening with, you know, you just look at the the one shop that, that you guys have and what you're able to produce out of that. And, you know, it was already a building that was already there. So it's not like you bought a piece of vacant land and, 
you know, and, and developed it and, and built, um, you know, a storefront and, and, and had to do all this, all this work, you know, every, the work was, or I guess the, the quote unquote damage was already done to the land. If, if that's what you want to call it. Right. I mean, the building's been right. there for, for a long time. Yep. So it, it was already there. You're just repurposing it and doing some good out of, or, you know, getting some good out of it. Yeah. And just imagine what you could do. Just imagine what you could do in these cities with all these old buildings. Sorry, I had to <clears throat> flip oh. on my light in my office here when I yeah. when we started recording. It was still light enough outside, and then as we're recording here and the sun's starting to go down, I'm like, "Man, Nick's not gonna be able to see my face here for, uh, no, for no, no about another no five worry. minutes here. I'm gonna just be a silhouette on the screen." Yep. Um, that's the, the the only thing that I really have a problem with is like you 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 I don't know if you've seen them, but you see some like YouTube channels where you see the 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 they look like ranchers that are complaining about you know the government wants us to eat bugs you know what i mean they're forcing us that's not what we're trying to do i'm not i mean i want that rancher to stay because i like a steak just like anybody else right you know what i mean i wish that's what i that's what i really want to get across i'm not here to hurt those guys i'm here to protect them you know yeah. we can make a huge difference you know we don't need all those great big fields with corn and soy you know what i mean the, you know I want those guys that I really wish that message would get out there that I'm not after those guys at all. I'm yeah. here to protect them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So do you think this is, or there's a, <clears throat> you know, there's a place like I think of like, you know, some of these, you know, kind of more high end, uh, kind of specialty, if you want to call that like grocery stores, you know, you got, like your, your whole foods and, and things like that. I mean, do you think there's a, there's a time where, you know, like selling like cricket protein powder or even just, you know, roasted crickets like that is something that is going to be available or that, you know, you may be able to, you know, get your product into these stores in the future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's our goal. I mean, that is our goal to get in the stores, get on the shelves. When you, when you go through there and you're buying all purpose flour, you're grabbing the cricket powder, you know, you got to remember, it's not been that long where lobster was, we were feeding lobster to prisoners. Yeah. I mean, it's not been that many years where we thought lobster was evil. You know, it's just a matter once it, you know what I mean? And especially with the food industry. I mean, foods get, I really think that you're going to see it in stores. You know, right now, we, we we had a couple offers, but the thing is, if it was in stores, you'd only buy it to try it. You know what I mean? Unless I'm here to explain it to you, it's, mm. not, it's, not, it's not a good seller. It's sitting on the shelf. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's, it's not there yet. Yeah. You and that's, mean, the world's, you know, the world's not ready for it yet. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I think that that's, that's a good approach, right? You can't, yep. you can't force it out there if the education piece isn't behind it and getting that message out there and, you know, letting people know the benefits of it. Um, you know, the, the lack of a footprint, um, that is kind of, uh, created with, you know, with farming and with the, you know, the, the cooking and roasting process and dehydration process that all that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is, is very straightforward and it's, it's low impact. I think that's once that message starts to spread and it, it becomes a lot more, um, common knowledge for, for shoppers, for folks, yep. I think, yeah, that's, that's the time when you get it out there, you know, to the masses and you make it available, um, you're, it becomes more readily available, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and that's, 
that's the thing is we ne- I never try to, you can't force this one. Yeah. You have to, you know what I mean? But the biggest thing is they need to know the benefits that crickets, I mean, all the way through, not just health, but, but conservation too. I mean, people don't realize that they got more protein than beef and chicken. It's got more, it's got more B12 than salmon. It's got more calcium than milk. It's got more potassium than banana and a cricket. It's got more iron than spinach. Really? Yeah. You and know, we're using 1% water. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's insane. You know? We've got to be. The U.S. has got to be that, like, 20% of the world that just hasn't yep. accepted it yet. Just not ha- just hasn't accepted it yet. We've even sent some of our product to Vietnam because the, the company over there called because they just fry them. They've never, they, you know what I mean? They just stir fry them. They've never seen anybody with the protein bars and the granola and the chocolate chip cookies. You know what I mean? They, 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 so you think about that. They're just used to throw them in a stir fry <laughs> yeah, and eat them. And then eat them like And over here, we're yeah. baking with them, and they they think that we're being different, you know? Well, I think that's that's the American in us, right? Like, okay, how can we make this uh, presentable to the masses? Yep. So we put them in granola bars, we put them in cookies, and yep. we make it as a powder so you can put it in, in your shakes and things like that. Like, I think, yeah, like that's that's certainly the the right route to go as it pertains sure. to the US and and our eating habits in general i think yeah that that's that's a really good really good approach you've touched on it a few times here but like the conservation piece of it talk about that i mean the the lack of footprint the the vertical uh, growing and farming how uh, did you first learn about 2% for conservation um the 2% conservation was uh, basically was like rich, rich, rich podcast, and I yeah. actually found it through Go Hunt. Okay, I, I'm a huge fan of Go Hunt. You know, so once I, because I, I actually saw it on their website. Yes, I, I just think the world of Go Hunt. I think yeah, they got, great group of guys. Dude, they gals. got their shit together. They got their stuff together. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all right. You, you can yeah. say that. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, and that's you know, and then, and then once I. Out my my goal is always conservation because once we, we once you figure out that we I don't need any land I can grow these vertically and, and like you said already structures are already there mm-hmm. but then the other thing is the land wise is there's no greenhouse gases right, yeah, right. no emissions right. nothing no, right. there's no none of that and like it's one percent one percent water and the other part that we didn't get into was what I feed them okay. yeah what this do you is feed the best part this is the best part I'm not even using any free I'm not even using any fields. We're using a hydroponic farm that's down the street from us, so we're getting these crickets get fresh greens every single day. We we use we use their trimmings to feed our crickets. So, I mean, in very basic terms, like you're using waste to yep. feed them, right? Like yep. that would typically yep. just be discarded. Like, like their lettuce, like their lettuce. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. They trim them to make them grow better. Well, right. we take right. all those trimming. You know what I mean? We take all they give us. And feed our thing so we don't even use any yeah because that's the one thing i never wanted i never wanted to be i had a biologist tell me that if you're feeding them corn and soy and you're trying to do all that you're just another farmer yeah you're just another farmer if you want to make a difference in the world use somebody else's waste and make money on it one man's trash is another man's treasure exactly and if you could do just just imagine what you could do now i mean just imagine I mean, when I start to kind of compile all this information and the fact that, you know, you're doing the vertical growing, 
the the food actually comes from waste from a hydroponics uh, farm. The the lack of imprint on the landscape, the the protein, you know, just per you know in in volume, the the pure protein, the seventy percent pure protein. I mean this is incredible i mean this is like to me this is really eye-opening stuff and i mean well, I, got, just... I got i got one more for you, you give it to me this? we sell their shit it's called frass f-r-a-s-s it's crap it's the cricket poop you know we yes. sell it we sell it now because there's actually check this out there's actually enzymes with the exoskeleton and the poop it's in the bottom of the totes it's actually got enzymes in it that keep bugs off your plants so we're selling it to a greenhouse for potting soil. And with all the nutrients from the exoskeleton, it's one of the most organic fertilizers you can use. It's all organic and it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> there's, no, there's no waste at all. You know, I think about, you know, like, like restaurants or, you know, even like a, a small sandwich shop or a small bakery or something like the amount of, of waste that goes out of there just inherently, right? Like I'm not trying to like rip on anyone. Yep, like that's yep. just, that's the nature of the, of the beast, so to speak. But you guys are actually selling shit yep. <laughs> to other people. I mean, like you guys have to have like one bag of garbage at the end of a week, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, well, trash is here. Like, well, we don't really have any trash this week, right? Like exactly. whatever we yep. cleaned out of the, the totes, we actually sold and the food we actually, you know, fed it or the the food we actually got from someone down the street so we didn't have you know any bags or anything oh, like like it's and and one more thing is too is this this i learned over experimenting but as far as heat because they, they like it warm mm-hmm. well in our facility because we do you know i mean we get the totes we have just over 200 totes so we do like i said three thousand pounds of powder per year well they put off enough body heat themselves we haven't turned the heat on in over a year. They keep their room at 75 degrees. Really? They keep it. it it's insane. Our, our water bill, our heat bill, our electric bill are at the minimum. We're, we're not even, they put off enough heat themselves that, they, that they'll, they'll stay. And that was all by accident because I was running at 85, 90, you know what I mean, dry. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We still keep it very dry because they do put out such a body heat. They love yeah. to be on top of each other. So just imagine the heat that they put out if you had, because you got to remember, there's over 10,000 per tote. We got over 200 totes. So just imagine how warm that room is. It stays at 75 to 80 degrees all year round. So you know, you're not even using that heat. It, it, don't get me wrong. The billing is tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. The room is tight. It's all insulated. It's got the air circulation, but it stays at 75 to 80. So we're not even using any heat either. I yeah. imagine if we got more north, you would, you know, you'd have to, supplement it but you would never have to leave it on right right i mean the cricket the, the cricket. cricket yep it's one of the most powerful things on the planet and when the other thing it just wants to, what really grabbed me was it's only got a 90 day lifespan that was like dude it's only got 90 days on this earth at the most and it's so it's such a powerful nutrient that it makes you wonder why it was put here yeah. You know? Well, apparently for someone like you to go <laughs> yeah. down a rabbit hole of, of searching for, you know, a different source of protein to come across it and, and realize all the benefits out of it. Now, you know, 
I'm sure if, you know, you got into a situation where, you know, you were doing, let's say, 5, 10x what what you guys are, are putting out, which is still a ton what you yep. guys are putting out every year, then there would be other uh, costs, I guess, or, or, you know, you would maybe have to actually heat a building or, you know, right. the... The, the food that you're feeding, you would need, you know, five or 10x the amount of food. So it may be more difficult. But for the the footprint that you have, for the lack of waste that you guys, you know, don't produce or, or you know, produce or lack thereof, I guess, is, I mean, Nick, it's, it's just, like, this has been so eye-opening, this conversation. And honestly, like, going into this, I didn't, like I, like I said, I was super curious because I knew nothing about crickets and, you know, the, the nutritional value and just all the things that they provided. But like the more we've kind of, you know, peeled back the layer of this onion, it's, it's super, super impressive. What, what is, what you guys have built in a short amount of time and the, the benefits, um, for the human, for humans and for the environment in general, is just, it's, I'm kind of flabbergasted, you know, this is, with, with that facility, like I said, it's only 1,200 square feet, but we had a goal at the beginning because we knew we always wanted to outgrow that building. Yeah. But our goal was, just check this out, it's 1,200 square foot building. It has every, you could drop that building in any community in this country and feed that community. You could you could, you could drop that building. Every building's got an old gas station. Yeah. Ours was, you know what I mean? And you could feed that community, and it, it would be so simple. You know, I mean, you've seen the pictures of these towns that run. I mean, they got just everybody's got an old gas station somewhere. Yeah, you could turn it into a cricket farm. Yeah, and you could feed that community. I mean, like I said, we're putting out three thousand pounds. I mean, that's not a lot in big ice, but that's a lot for a cricket. I mean, that's more than twenty beef cows. We have no tractors. We have no fencing. We have nothing. Yeah. We produce more protein than twenty beef cows in one year. And there's no waste. And there's no waste. There's no waste. There's no waste at all. And it's shelf stable. I don't need a freezer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good forever, like you said, right? With it's with no additives or anything. Yeah. No. Nope. Yep. That's that's impressive. So, <clears throat> getting back to the two percent thing, from a conservation standpoint, Nick, what are some of the companies that you guys are giving back to, or, or that you're you're choosing to to work with? Most of our like our local ones up here, like near the Adirondacks or something like that. Okay. We just we try to help out with the trails and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I really wanted to come out go out west closer to montana and maybe spend a week doing something with one of those groups you know what i mean but right now we're just staying right here in new york and trying to help out where we can you know what i mean yeah with the trails and stuff like that mostly near the anirondacks you know i mean that's where our that's where i guess you say that that's our wilderness i would guess you would say you know what i mean yeah we don't oh, have yeah. the big mountains or nothing like that but hey, that's all right you take what you can get with where you're at <clears throat> yeah you know, and, and one of my things, like with the conservation, is my awareness for the conservation. I mean, we can make a huge difference with the cricket. You know I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I mean, you tell hunters that. I say, like, listen, look at the difference we can make. We there's no more deforestation. You know, I mean, we, we don't. It, we could. It, it gets me excited because I mean, we could really make a difference. Once we you just gotta get past that stigma. It's just a stigma we have in our brains that the cricket is, you know, yuck. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a bug. It's a bug. It's a bug, you know. But I'll tell you what. I mean, we've been talking for 45 minutes here. I mean, you have me convinced, right? Like if if I were if, if I were 
you know, nearby, I'd stop into the shop tomorrow and say, all right, you sold me. Let me try it. Right. I've got to, I've got to see for myself. And someone like you, Nick, who, you know, has, has witnessed the, the health benefits, you know, from a personal standpoint and who can speak firsthand to the benefits, uh, nutritionally, environmentally. Uh, I mean, I think as it pertains to, you know, even if it's just there in the state of New York, like the right man is on the job for this to, to educate and to get the message out uh, about all the benefits that come with this. <clears throat> no, I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? When it was, like I said, it was like six years ago. I have no idea why I kept going. I have no idea why we had the crickets in our basement because New York state, they just laughed at me when I approached them. You know what I mean? I don't know why we even, you know what I mean? It was like one of those things that just kept you, you know what I mean? You find that one thing. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I coming home every night and feeding these crickets? You know what I mean? Is yeah. This ever, is this ever going to happen? You know what I mean? It, just stick just, to it. You just stick to it, and you just go through all those loopholes. I mean, New York, you know what I mean? The FDA, I mean, all those. It just takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of mistakes. I mean, sure. I failed. I failed a lot. You know what I mean? When you start doing these recipes and stuff, it's not easy to come up with a chocolate chip cookie that's shelf-stable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, 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 not, it's not as easy as what you think, you know? You know? <sighs> All right, Nick, one more question before I let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your uh, your evening. You talked about, it was one of the first things that you mentioned when we started talking here, that, you know, kind of a, a driving factor or a motivating factor um, to, to wanting to get back in shape and, and <clears throat> get out of the wheelchair and everything was, um, you know, to go on that elk hunt. Have you been able to, or is it in the plans in the, in the future, like how how are you feeling? I know you said you're running every day. Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, ever since I started, ever since I started with the cricket, I've improved. That's I mean, awesome. I've never, I've never went once I got. I mean, obviously went from wheelchair, wheelchair to walker to cane. You know what I mean? And then, but and then once I got, you know, and one of the other things too is I grabbed, I grabbed Cameron Haynes' book. Yeah, I, I grabbed that one, and I grabbed, uh, oh. Navy SEAL dude. Goggins. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I just, yeah. uh, and ever since, once I got up, once I got Cam's book and started reading like that, and I started running, I've actually been to Idaho. I've never got an elk, but I do all my solo hunts, and I've been to Idaho, Colorado, and Arizona. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. I yep. love to hear that. And I do all solo. You know, and, and I ask, it's not even about getting it. I mean, when you can't walk, just to be out there, you know what I mean? I love, I can't get enough of it, you know what I mean? And if yeah. that's my, and if the crickets is my conservation, then I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. my part. Absolutely. You know? And that's, just, hey, just, that's all that we can ask out of anyone is just do your part. Just, just do, your, do part. your part. Big, small, whatever, just do yep. your part. I'm just a little guy, but I think, but the punch, I, we, we, you know what I mean? We have some power right here, you know? Yeah. I really absolutely. think we do. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Alexander, thank you a ton for your time tonight. <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I learned a ton, and uh, I'm really excited for the listeners to uh, to check this out because I think it's one that they're certainly going to enjoy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Have yourself a good night, Nick. You too. Sir. All right. Bye. All right. Well, <clears throat> a big thank you again to Nick for joining me today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, and hopefully uh, you were able to take um, 
quite a bit of, of information uh, away from that. Uh, I would also like to thank the partners of the podcast, Stone Glacier, Go Hunt, and of course, 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And over there, you're going to see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation that you should support when you shop. I also encourage you guys to give 2% a follow on social media, where it's going to be only positive conservation-driven content landing in your feed. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for Conservation, you can look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. I uh, Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to check out theaverageconservationist.com. Uh, head over there, grab some swag, grab some gear, uh, and help support conservation in the process. So until next week, everybody, stay safe out there, and remember that conservation starts with you. Yeah.